Blog Talk Radio. This is Stephen McCarthy from the McCarthy Project, and uh, we are coming to you semi-live from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, It is uh, 9.30 in the evening on the 16th, and it's a little bit chilly outside, but I thought I would talk to you a little bit about a subject that I think is real key in today's world of youth athletics and young people, um, even to a certain extent in parents as well. Um, And the subject is, uh, should our young people, our athletes be perfect? And in sports, should we endeavor to be perfect? And or should we be efficient and do something that we love and find a way to come through in those circumstances when it may or may not be perfect? Uh, Or you may not do the particular shot exactly as you hoped or you do make a major mistake um, in the midst of the game. And what do you do or how do you respond to that? So uh, like I say, today I'm going to just do a little quick intro. I got a a really cool interview uh, following uh, with Tom Black from LMU. Uh, He's the uh, head volleyball coach. Uh, He took his team to the Sweet 16 this year. Uh, And he has a very interesting uh, position Um, He's got a really cool model as far as uh, are you a growth uh, person looking to move ahead and become better um, or are you more fixed in your beliefs and uh, have a little bit more difficulty adapting to mistakes. And so that will be coming up in the second part of our show today uh, in about 10 minutes. Um, And so he's got some really cool uh, points. Um, We did the interview earlier today, so it is taped. So. From that respect, I'd like to kind of throw out some ideas uh, to you on how I kind of view this, uh, because more and more, it seems, uh, in today's world, uh, young people are really attempting to be perfect. And I think um, it's just an interesting question, because when you ask a young person, what is your definition of perfect, it's a very hard question. Uh, definition to come up with because who is perfect and who is uh, who will be grading the perfect against and I think a lot of times people get into this uh, school mentality or the educational system where we're always attempting to become perfect on the test and therefore we are um, awarded a good grade and the good grade uh, tells us that we're smart and I think sometimes young people bring that to athletics and I put something together on our webpage. If you if you run over there, the headline is "To Be Perfect or Efficient: 
a perspective within elite performance. And I'm going to read to you one of the lines um, that was uh, that I wrote up there. Uh, is in my recent history, I have noticed a trend that athletes feel that they are perfect. Uh, that if they are perfect, sorry do every action more perfect than somebody else that they will become an elite athlete or said a different way, the more perfect I am, the better I am better than you. And one of the things I think that people are missing is the real answer is, can you perform a coordinated action that produces the results needed exactly at the time that you are producing those actions? And one of the things that to me is efficiency and can you produce the results under pressure in the time when you need to, and it may not exactly be perfect. Your elbow might not be in the exact same spot. You may slightly be off balance, but can you compensate and can you overcome and actually produce the results that you desire? And that is the essence of being efficient. That is uh, uh, the concept of an elite player is somebody that can come through under pressure. Uh, Everybody can play when you might be uh, a little bit better. And one of the other interesting concepts that um, Tom brings up in the next part is that uh, what are you going to do when you meet your match, uh, when you find that person that is equal to you? He uses the interesting position because he's actually one of the coaches for the Team USA or assistant coaches. And he talks about when uh, a four-time Olympian, a four-time national champion shows up to the gym and then another person has done the same um, and one person only lasts two weeks and the other person stays for two years, what is the difference? And I would actually argue that more than likely it's what, uh, what are the thoughts that are running through their mind because it's not that they can or can't, it's can they produce the results when they need to? And then when they get under pressure, are they actually able to produce the results or do they break because they can't be perfect or this didn't go exactly as planned, or this has always been easy for me. Why can't I do it now? Or if I just do this and put my elbow exactly right here, it will work. And I just, am unfortunately not a believer. I have seen too many athletes that really burn themselves out attempting to create this magical thing in their mind, whatever they call it is to be perfect. And so uh, another interesting quote, and then I'll kind of, uh, uh, put a little bit more commentary behind it is uh, by Michael Johnson. And it's an interesting thing. He wrote a book, which I think is probably one of the most fascinating books uh, because I've read a few in my day, uh, positive thinking, um, goal oriented books. And very few of them really have the simplicity uh, of how can you create something? Um, how do you become more efficient how do you really attain this thing called elite performance? And one of the things I'm going to read to you is a quote that's in the book. It says, I want you to work the way I have to arrive at a place where you are running over. So, sorry, to arrive at a place where you are running your own particular races at 95, 96, 97% efficiency. Notice the word efficiency. They're not perfection. And every once in a while, as with me in Atlanta, which he was the 1996 two-time gold medal champion, Uh, in track and field, you might come within a whisper of your very limits of your ability, within sight of perfection. And one of the things that um, they always say about his particular book is that he's a perfectionist. And I would actually argue that it's not true. 
Uh, he's saying that you come within sight of perfection. He doesn't, I don't think that he believes that you'll ever be perfect. And, but you can come to the very limits of your ability when you're most efficient and you can bump up a little higher. So with that being said, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and um, air the interview I had with uh, Coach Black at LMU, just talking about this idea of perfection or efficiency or growth versus fixed. So after the break, we'll be back and talk more. wanted to, uh, again, lay out a couple more thoughts before we go over to uh, my interview with Coach Black. Uh, one of the things I think that young people need to really dig into is laying down this concept of perfection, that uh, whatever their definition is, that if they attain it, that they will be elite. And one of the things I found is that that is a very stressful, uh, very disheartening. Uh, young athletes burn out. Uh, because they just really can never seem to attain it. Nothing seems to ever uh, meet that expectation. And so uh, I'd like to just challenge athletes to uh, put down that idea of perfection, to live uh, the dream, to enjoy the love of the game, to play for the right reasons, and to enjoy the journey, to enjoy the ups and downs, uh, to enjoy the solitude of working by yourself, and to really just love the game uh, that you all want to play. And so uh, secondarily, I'd like to put out that my hope in these, this show is to simply be a starting point for your journey, to challenge the status quo, to give you ideas to think about and how to attain this thing called elite performance. It is not a simple process, but it is worthwhile pursuing. And I use the word pursuing rather than gaining um, a certain understanding that you're good at everything that you do and you never make a mistake and life always works out the way you want it and the way you planned. Uh, I actually believe that that's false. And so as you move through uh, this time, uh, just realize that we're attempting to just plant seeds to be something that could be uh, a bigger uh, tree down the road if you take the time to really – uh, kind of meditate and, and think about uh, what we're talking about related to perfection or efficiency. So with that being said, we're going to move over to my interview with Coach Black. Uh, and again, if you would like to get a hold of us, uh, you can get a hold of us at the McCarthyproject.com. That's uh, all spelled out. And um, here's my interview with Coach Black. Alrighty, we are back. This is Stephen McCarthy from the McCarthy Project, and we have been discussing this idea of perfection or efficiency and how is it properly placed in the world of uh, performing at your absolute best. And I am honored to have uh, Coach 
Tom Black from Loyola Marymount, uh, uh, the women's volleyball team, as we've been talking a little bit about this idea of perfection and efficiency and, and how to really elevate performance. And uh, like I was mentioning on the other side, we have seen a lot of young people that really feel that this idea of being perfect as you would on a test would lead to elite performance. And I think it really is kind of a myth. And so before we go into that little piece, give us a little bit of your background as a coach and kind of your general philosophy or outlook as far as how you would uh, develop athletes. Yeah, I've been uh, coaching volleyball since 1997. It's uh, kind of went step by step. I was coaching high school, then coached junior college, um, was an assistant uh, division one men's coach, then assistant division two head women's coach, then now at LMU and uh, I'm assisting with the USA women's national team. Um, so I've been coaching for a long time and uh, I've coached a lot of club volleyball also. So I, I guess one thing I'm grateful about with my path is just I've been able to, you know, go step by step and see all the different levels that the game has to offer. And I think that's helped me as a teacher. Yes. Um, uh, my philosophy in turn, just so I don't lose track of the question, can you, can you ask that again? Yeah, it just kind of said a little bit of uh, your philosophy as far as like, do you uh, do you like more of a kind of the laid back players coach type philosophy? Or are you more of like, hey, I'm going to come out here, I'm going to be the leader, and this is the word direction I want to go? Just kind of set your kind of your general how you kind of attack uh, a team scenario. Yeah, I mean, my philosophy is to do everything I can every day to be the best teacher I'm capable of being. Um, so that's that's my focus and that's my goal. So, you know, one thing we believe deeply in is a growth mindset that started with the work from the book Mindset by Carol Dweck, who's at Stanford. Gotcha. Um, and we believe uh, mistakes are opportunities to learn and that if you're if you're pushing yourself to the edge of your abilities, mistakes absolutely must happen. So the the role of the teacher is to help uh is to help shine a light on the information that mistake is providing and uh help the learner understand where they can grow and, and where they can go uh, as a result of that mistake. So when you look at mistakes that way, they become gifts. And uh, if the teacher is doing their job, then they're pushing their students and lots of mistakes are happening in the classroom and lots of learning as a result. See, that's an interesting because you, I mean, it almost generally feeds right into the idea of being perfect because you mentioned in there that failure almost is a must, you know, in Not order almost. to have. Failure is Failure is a must. It, it, it has to happen. It's not almost. It, it has to happen. If your practice is going perfect, if your classroom is – if there's no mistakes happening, then we're not pushing our students hard enough. Yeah, fair enough. I agree with you completely. So, anyway, so now let's go into this idea of, um, uh, you know, this concept or this uh, idea of being perfect. And if I am more perfect as an athlete, then I will be able to perform at a higher level. And then tie that together with the idea of, uh, you know, fixing mistakes because they don't seem to be matching in any way. Right. So, so kind of going back into the growth mindset. So, there's there's a growth there's growth mindset qualities and there's fixed mindset qualities. So, uh, a person with a growth mindset believes that mistakes are opportunities to learn. That basically everything in life is skill is, is a series of skills. And if I work hard enough and smart enough, I can grow any skill or any ability within me uh, where a fixed mindset would believe more that uh, skills and abilities are fixed and there's not, there's nothing you can do about it. So, you know, there's someone who believes in talent or innate gifts um, that that's more fixed mindset. So the cardinal rule of the growth mindset is learn, 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 
even if it means I look bad. So let's repeat that. Learn, 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 even if it means I look bad. And the cardinal rule of the fixed mindset is look good, even if it means I don't learn. So look good, even if it means I don't learn. So when you so when you start saying perfect, the reality is there there is no perfect. And to kind of hypothetically, like, it's a contradiction in terms, but to hypothetically uh, prove it, so you, so you do uh, you show a play from any sport, and you put three experts in the room and have them analyze that play, and just ask them, is that perfect? And what are the chances of all three of them saying that's an absolutely perfect play? You know, so there's 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 no perfect. Uh, perfect is for someone else to decide. So as soon as you tell me someone's trying to be perfect, that tells me they're trying to please someone else other than themselves. Uh, so someone of a growth mindset is trying to fulfill their own values. I, I value my ability to work hard. I value my ability to learn. I value my ability to overcome obstacles over a long period of time. Sixth mindset is I value what other people think of me. So it's really important that other people think I'm great. It's really important that other people think I'm talented. It's really important that other people think I'm perfect, that word you used. So once you start doing that, you know, things get really goofy really fast. And it's not about learning. You know, it's not about learning anymore. It's about people thinking I'm perfect. Uh, it's about not making mistakes so I can cover up any deficiencies, right, whereas a growth mindset would want to attack those deficiencies and get them stronger. So uh, perfect is a really bad word in the uh, – you know, in the growth mindset language. And I think it's really important as teachers that we teach them what mistakes do. And there's a lot of neuroscience behind it, that the brain responds well to mistakes. If you if you make a mistake and, and your response to that is to work harder and work smarter, your neurons are firing, you're creating new neural pathways, more skill is being developed, you're a stronger player than when you started. Um, if you run away from those mistakes, you might feel good for that immediate second because you're not confronting it, but there's no skill being built and you're not getting better. Let's come back to one thing you said in the middle of the process, because uh, to kind of develop out why would somebody not want to be in that growth perspective is mm -hmm. what would their motive be? It's almost like their motive seems to be a little bit, uh, for lack of a better, kitty wampus. When you look at <laughs> how you're <laughs> I haven't heard that one <laughs> Kitty wampus? Uh, you got to come wampus. to Minnesota. You know, yeah, you Californians guys are out there too far. I got to wake but, um, up. <laughs> yeah, sure, you betcha. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, <laughs> um, but anyways, when you talk about this idea of a fixed mindset, it really is about suppressing others to make yourself look better. And really the uh, growth mindset that would seem. Maybe. Yes, no? I don't know if it's that. I don't know if it's that diabolical. I mean, because the, the reality is uh, I, I do think there are people in this world that are 100% fixed mindset. But there's no one in this world that's 100% growth mindset. None of us are. And and the more you dive into this, you can see, okay, hey, I'm, I'm really growth mindset in this area of my life, but I'm, I have big blind spots in this area, and I need to, need to attack it. And I think the, the most growth mindset people that you meet are going to be looking for those blind spots in themselves all the time. So it's it's a lifelong pursuit, and it's not about – and, again, if, if we think about it, it's like there, there's a time where I can be 100% growth mindset, and that's kind of almost trying to pursue that perfect notion again, which is total total opposite of what growth mindset is. It's, it's just about getting better and where can I get better and where can I attack my weaknesses and get stronger. Um, so Now, one other quick question around the growth mindset. How do you, like you had mentioned this idea, what is your uh, feelings around sort, trying to set a role or a boundary for somebody do you set the boundary and then allow them to, to uh, make the mistakes inside that boundary and then make that area uh, in a growth perspective? Uh, 
You're asking a really big question, so I just want to make sure I answer it right. Can you the boundary? What are, what are you talking about exactly? But because I mean, when you think about a growth mindset, if somebody right. has the skill set of, like, say, um, uh, they're an outside hitter, and they sure. really don't have the ability to set, uh, okay, and they are making mistakes, you know, just in the natural course of a game, they may have to set one time or something like that, and then they mm-hmm. get focusing on that one particular thing because they are making a mistake. How do you kind of rein that in? Because you don't want that outside hitter being worried about how they can set or not. And that's where I'm kind of wondering, where does the boundary lie in a growth mindset? Uh, yeah, you're talking about a lot of things. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I think, think, uh, uh, yeah, well, I think a couple of things. I mean, if you're dwelling on a mistake, I mean, those, those are the opportunities to become more, more growth mindset. So this is, there's a lot of things you can do in the beginning of your season, in the beginning of your class, in the beginning of your business venture, you know, whatever it is, uh, even uh, as parents and, and kids, there's there's a lot of things you can do in the beginning to set uh, an environment that leans more towards a growth mindset. And it's really important. I, I, those things help. But, but once you get going, like what you're talking about right there is the nitty gritty. Like how do you respond to mistakes? Like those are the daily interactions that happen tens and almost hundreds of times that that's where the rubber meets the road between the teacher and the student and how you respond. So, Basically, what you're, what you're telling me is a, a poor response to failure, right? I made a mistake. I didn't like the mistake. We can all relate to that. But now I'm dwelling on it, and I'm not I'm not attuned to the task at hand. I'm not moving on, right? Okay. Um, so that, that's where we we got to unpack that a little bit and, and, and teach it. You know, so, why, you know, I see you acting like this. What's going on? Well, I'm, I'm upset about that set. Okay, well, what can we do about it now? What would you What would you do next time? Well, okay, I I would finish better, higher. Okay, great. Next time you can finish higher. What do you want to do about right now? Focus. Okay, let's go. Let's move. You know, okay. it's, it's, you know, it's just about unpacking that and moving on. Gotcha. Now let's um go a little step further because now, um, you know, in the you know, uh, kind of more elite levels like you are, uh, in in college volleyball, what would you recommend to a fifteen, sixteen year old young lady that's wanting to be better and wanting mm-hmm. to do really well, how would you kind of recommend that she starts down this idea of, of, of working through the mistakes and working them through a growth mindset? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the exact same things that, that we tell uh, our kids at OMU that we tell our athletes at USA. You know, we, uh, we would recommend if we're talking to a 15 year old, I'd recommend the book mindset by Carol Dweck. I think that's an absolute must, you know, yep. I point them to the train ugly website I think that's an absolute must too. Um, by Trevor Reagan, he's a good friend of mine. Um, and then, you know, we talk. There's, there's a lot of science that when people understand how the brain works, they're 50% more likely to adopt a growth mindset approach. Uh, and then, and then you get to work. You know, and there, hopefully, there's some uh, mentor in her, her or his life, either a teacher, a coach, or a parent that can, uh, can help with the support and the challenge through the process. And that's the most important. Again, I, you know, I can't say it enough. This, this isn't pretty. You know, this isn't. Uh, this isn't easy. It's not like I, I, we expose ourselves to it and then everything just kind of falls in place. It's not like that at all. It's a, it's a, it's a daily challenge to get better. It's you're going to mess up sometimes. You're going to go, you know, backwards sometimes, but it, in the end, it's worth it. Because I think you mentioned something that I think is critical is, is that failure. I use the word almost, but I agree with you. It is a must, you know, and it is not a pretty process. I think there, sometimes I think the uh, TV shows always the fun side and when you hit the mm-hmm. you know you hit the you know uh, the big shot that wins the game or the big server that's an ace or whatever it may be 
and right. you see that only that play when you don't realize that uh, there was you know probably I don't even know but say 50 other times you could have played the ball that that game and and uh, you've missed 49 of them <laughs> you right. know and it really is that, a, a process that is a I mean you you can't state that point enough like how important that is and I, I do think there's a lot of things in our society right now that we kind of have to combat in, in order to have this growth mindset there's you know basically saying there's there's a lot of lonely hard work that went into making that shot that everybody got to see you know there's lots yeah. of lonely hours and no, that nobody got to see uh that went into making that shot happen and I don't know how much we value that as a society you know we value being on tv we value like having a lot of followers on social media you know we have a, we value having a lot of awards we value college scholarships, but uh, I don't know how much we value that lonely work of, you know, making mistakes, picking yourself back up, uh, you know, that long process. And sometimes it takes a little while for, you know, some, some obviously some kids are in environments where they've been taught that and understand that, but some kids really have to figure that out a little bit later. And uh, I think that's one of our jobs as teachers and coaches because uh, when you can really understand that it's not about that shot, it's about the six months of work that led to that shot. And if I do six more months of work, I can have an even better shot next time. If you can embrace that process, you can really go somewhere somewhere great. Interesting. Because it almost leads, uh, uh, for another show, um, I'd love to talk about your, your thoughts related to the nature versus nurture perspective. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it's all because, nurture. That's yeah. my thought. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm a believer in that, too, because I've seen yeah. – and see, this is the one part that I – and I'll kind of finish with this. I'll kind of lay some groundwork is I think there are – there are the top 150 players. Okay, give it to them. They're there. They they're six foot six. They can jump. Um, they seem to not have to even think about it. They can just do it. They don't have to even do anything. You know what I mean? But then there's the, always the remaining players from 151 down that people don't realize that there's a lot of room in there. You can be almost as fast or almost jump as high, and you could still be better than that other person. And I think it's a it's an interesting discussion when you bring in the idea of like what you talk about being efficient and having a growth mindset. You can grow from being one thousand four hundred ninety two to being number ten. Well, I can tell you one thing that I've learned: um, whether you're in that top one hundred fifty or you're in the bottom one hundred fifty, which it, no matter what group you're in, at some point, if you stick with it long enough, you're going to meet your competitive match. You know, you just are. And if you're not able to handle those challenges, you know, it's it's going to be a short ride after that. And uh, I said it often, you know, with, with USA, um, uh, athlete A walks in. She's a four-time All-American, four-time national champion. And then athlete B walks in. She's a four-time All-American, four-time national champion. They get the same amount of reps. They get the same coaching. They're in the gym for the same amount, right? Athlete A yeah. lasts two weeks. Athlete B lasts two years. What's the difference? It was, you know, their pursuit. Like athlete A looks around and says, hey, all these other kids are four-time All-Americans. They're four-time national champions. I'm really scared. I don't know if I can handle this. Right? And Athlete B says, whoa, look at all these other great players. All right, let's do this. This will be fun. You know, and it's a completely different approach to the challenge. Uh, so everyone's going to meet their match at some point. Uh, you, you can't escape it. Uh, see, that's the beauty of it because what are you going to do at that time? I think that's exactly. the actual, you know, how efficient are you going to be when you meet your match? That's an right. interesting question all of itself. All righty, mm-hmm. well. We've come to the end of time. It's amazing how much you get to talk about in such a short time. But uh, if people would like more information or maybe to you get more information about LMU and about what you're doing down there, where do they get a hold of you? 
Yeah, uh, our website is lmulions.com, and uh, you can anyone can email me, uh, Thomas T H O M A S dot Black at LMU, and I also have a Twitter handle if anyone wants to go on that. Um, so yeah, they can find me there. Cool. Well, thank you very much for your time. Um, thank you. I look forward to hopefully having you again. I'd love to, to continue the conversation. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. Cool.